and it's like, well, I, I feel like, you know, the Dalai Lama probably couldn't be brought down. Um, like, you know, like at the moment, I think the Dalai Lama is like, I, I don't know what the Dalai Lama at this moment would have to do in his life that people would stop liking the Dalai Lama. But, you know, I, I mean, if the Dalai Lama was partying with undergrads um, at a kegger, then I don't know, maybe people would think less of him. But otherwise, I think people would think the Dalai Lama is pretty cool for partying at a kegger. I don't know very much about the Dalai Lama. I know about there. John Oliver once did a segment on him about how the Dalai Lama alive right now is like all like all good. But the next Dalai Lama is going to be a trouble because of the different religions that recognize who he is and like in China versus Nepal, I believe. Yes. Yeah. There's a whole thing about, well, the current Dalai Lama is the 14th uh, Dalai Lama. Um, uh, he was born uh, Tenzin Getso and he and has, it, has been the Dalai Lama for, um, I don't know, a long, a long time at this point. He's uh, he, like, he's kind of achieved this status, um, uh, you know, kind of in his seventies and stuff. He, he got the Nobel peace prize in 1989 um, and you know he's he's kind of been well known for his uh, you know uh, his practice of nonviolence and peaceful protests and all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, there is a whole thing about how they pick the the Dalai Lama, and already kind of China has picked like what they the person they want to be the next Dalai Lama, <laughs> and um, you know the people in uh, Tibet have picked who they want to be the next Dalai Lama, and, and I feel like that you know. The, the kind of Ghetto's death is going to cause some issues, um, you know, uh, when he does eventually die, um, which I don't know, might not come anytime soon. He's only 83, you know. And uh, then the other thing I know about the Dalai Lama comes from the uh, the Tim Minchin song, The Fence. Now, you are from uh, Great Britain. Uh, do you know who Tim Minchin is? Yeah, I, he's I mean, he's been on quite a lot of comedy shows over here for a number of years. He also he also he also adapted Matilda, which is obviously based on the Roald Dahl you know novel, and uh, everybody over here is a huge fan of Roald Dahl's writings. Um, uh, me too. I host a show about Fantastic Mr. Fox. Yes. Um, no one knows. No one in America knows who Tim Minchin is. So this is a rare opportunity where I get to talk to someone who knows who he is. I mean, I, I haven't heard like a huge amount of his songs, but he has a like uh, the, over in the UK. Um, like one of the more popular things over here is kind of like comedy quiz shows, uh, which yeah. are quiz shows where the kind of quiz part is not that important. It's just an excuse for a bunch of comedians to sit around making jokes. QI probably being one of the more um, popular ones. Um, Have I got news for you being another one, um, you know, mock the week um, back in the day. Whose lines anyway, obviously was a comedy show oh. that, you know, it charades is a game show. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, and then, yeah, in America, we had for a while Chris Hardwick's show at midnight kind of played that role. Um, yes, yeah, where the ga the game isn't really that important; it's just an excuse for people to make a load of jokes. Um, yeah, yeah. But so the thing that Tim Minchin says in the, his song "The Fence," it's all about like kind of like seeing the other side of the the fence, or like or the the, the line is from like or on the fence, the grass always looks greener on the other side of the fence, like. Or, but like just being in this middle perspective where you can see either side of a problem and kind of having a, a political awareness of your bias. Does it contain, so does it, it contain the punchline? Uh, if you sit on the fence, you end up with a lot of splinters. 
Um, I'm I'm not sure. It's 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 a song in defense of the fence. Okay, because that's just a well-known thing about people who like kind of won't express an opinion. It's like, well, if you sit on the fence for so long, all you end up with is splinters. The song, the, and then one of the punchlines of the song is like, well, everyone loves the Dalai Lama, but hey, if you think about it, the whole the, the whole Buddhist line about how how you live you live you you live in the future and you get reincarnated. That's a good way to just say, hey, people who aren't in a good lot in life. Just accept it, and later on you'll be okay. Oh yeah, yeah. It's. I mean, I'm. And so it. I'm no. It's f- an interesting thing that I always think about with the Dalai Lama. You know, I'm not religious in any particular way at all, um, and haven't been for most of my life. I would say, uh, most expect, mo- you know, mostly while I was at Catholic school, that was the thing that kind of made me think this is nonsense. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I, Tim mentioned also is quite well known for being a prominent atheist as well. And having a number of songs yes. about atheism, um, and, I, and I don't think he has a distaste towards Buddhism in like as much as he does towards Christianity, but just the 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 interesting perspective he brought to it. And um, you know, obviously, I think you know people uh, like when people think about Buddhism, they kind of uh, you know maybe they think about Paul Paul McCartney and Linda McCartney, prominent Buddhists. Um, uh, but they like obviously reincarnation is the thing that kind of um, Buddhism has that is different from most religions. Uh, obviously, no Christian religion endorses reincarnation in any way. Um, you know, they all kind of believe that you have one soul; it exists for this life, and then it over goes to heaven or hell. Um, obviously, reincarnation, yeah, it has this weird thing where it's like if you are good in this life, you get reincarnated as a better thing in the next life. If you're bad, then you get reincarnated as something worse. And so then it's obviously like, well, yeah, but if you've got a terrible life now, it's either because you were terrible in a previous life or don't worry, just be a little bit better in this life and you'll get reincarnated in a better life. And it's like, well, that that's, just, that's no help. That's no help to the person who's currently having a bad life, is it? Like you know yeah yeah so i i'm yeah i'm not a fan of also people and i'll put this on the record they misinterpret what karma is karma is a series of acts that you do that make you that basically go towards you having a better life once you are reincarnated karma is not social justice it is not someone does something (laughs) bad to you and then karma goes and gets that person you know someone cuts you (laughs) off in traffic and then that person you know ends up in a car crash the next day that's not karma that is, you know, like karma doesn't do that. Karma is basically karma is like a tally system of good things and bad things you do in your life. And when you get to the end, if you have a positive karmic score, you get a better life next time. It's not about people being got because they did something wrong to you. Um, yeah. You know, so but also karma doesn't exist. So yeah. <laughs> I, I usually take a more liberal stance with linguistics on stuff like that, where it's like, well, if it's clear that there is a a Western definition that has clearly become divorced from the actual like spiritual religious definition that the Buddhists have, then it's okay that we draw the distinction, but don't but don't assume that the Western definition is the spiritual definition but the fact that people think oh that person has wronged me don't worry karma will catch up with them <laughs> like that, yeah that's a very capitalist thing to think too <laughs> yeah it, it doesn't kind of make any sense uh but yeah you know the dalai lama is generally seen as one of the nicest people on the planet um you know he's he's generally and, seen as a, a good guy and i apologize for taking up all that time just to talk about tim Minchin with someone who had heard of him that's fine 
Um, <laughs> most notably, of course, you know, tying this all back into David Fincher, um, Brad Pitt was in the film Seven Years in Tibet, which uh, does kind of talk about a person going to meet um, uh, the 14th Dalai Lama, not the 15th Dalai Lama, the previous Dalai Lama. Uh, it's a terrible film. Uh, Brad Pitt has made two <laughs> films that have the, the, the word seven in them. One of them is good. One of them is terrible. Seven Years in Tibet is not the good one. Um, I think Seven Years <laughs> in Tibet is also... Um, there's a there's a cinema in Fight Club that has f- films on it. And I think Seven Years in Tibet is like on the kind of the, you know, the whatever it's called. It's outside films that has like the little the, the names of what films are showing. Um, there's, the Marquee. The Marquee. That is it. There we go. I was struggling to find that word. Uh, a sure sign that I'm ill. Um, yeah, so on the, mar- okay. on the Marquee, it had Seven Years in Tibet, and I think it also had Primal Fear or something. Like, it had it had one film of each of the main stars on there. Um, but yeah, do not watch Seven Years in Tibet. Um, or Kundun, which is another film about uh, about the 14th Dalai Lama. Um, sorry, I keep saying he's that's not him, but it is him. Kundun is meant to be about the childhood of of the current Dalai Lama. Um, it's just because he's been Dalai Lama for so long. Um, you know, one forgets, don't they? Uh, Kundun, of course, is uh, the subject of one of my favorite jokes in The Sopranos, uh, where Christopher is outside of a club and he sees he sees what looks like Mike Scorsese, but is in fact someone just impersonating Mike Scorsese. It's not really Mike Scorsese. And he just says, loved Kundun. Like, that's literally the only thing he says to Martin <laughs> Scorsese as he walks past, uh, which was his most recent film, I think, when that series of The Sopranos was out. So it's a nice little joke. Um, well, that's like in uh, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back when uh, Jay sees um, Ben Affleck and he's like, yo, I loved you. <laughs> You're the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> uh, wait, wait. No, other Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back thing. Yesterday we were talking about Gone Girl. And I just want I just want the Gone Girl line reading from but like the Goodwill Hunting line reading from Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. So something like, Oh, I guess now you're gone, girl. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I made him die. I'll just have to edit that so, fit out. Podcasts actually have Santa Claus rules, the Tim Allen Santa Claus rule where if you make the previous podcaster <sighs> die and you keep going, you have to finish the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, hopefully this podcast won't kill me. Um, I mean, the, the funny thing is that, um, that there was a, like a parody app made called uh, Hodor. Uh, and if you're a fan of Game of Thrones, you can imagine <laughs> what that app did. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, appa- apparently there's like a number of kind of clones of this that do different things. Um, although there was also like a version of this that uh, warned Israeli citizens about missile strikes, um, so it was, I, I don't know. I find it interesting. Yeah, it, like it's really weird because I like like I said, I spent like about an hour kind of like reading up on this and kind of like getting into the history of what what this app was done. You know, like and yeah, so people have kind of adapted. It. Like just as a, a quick like warning system, it's quite you know it's quite an interesting idea. Like just you just be, are able to send like a single thing as a like a you know a, a message. And, you know, people can kind of get it quickly and respond to it. And, you know, like, so I think that's kind of interesting as a, an, as a, like a, a, an, an idea. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I don't know, it's like, it's just kind of, I don't know, it's just, like I say, it's, it was an April Fool's joke about, apparently, that kind of turned into something that managed to get millions of dollars of funding. It's just kind of, it's kind of weird. Um, also, famously, the, uh, the, the icon for the app, like, you, like, everyone knows, like, what the Facebook looks like. It's like the, blue with the the f in white yeah 
Um, so, and your, your icon is very important for an app because that's kind of how, what people identify the app is. That's a big part of the branding. Famously for Go, it was just a purple square. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, like I say, I tried to install it on my phone and yeah, it just is a purple square. Uh, but I, like I couldn't, I, for some reason, I don't know why, but every time I tried to log in, it kept telling me I had no internet connection, which made no sense because like I'm sitting at home with the Wi-Fi turned on. So, <laughs> so um, it's, it's possible that the app's just been like shut down. Like the network of it is no longer running, but like you can still download the app for some reason. Uh, maybe, maybe, yeah, because I don't think that the website, because I went to the website to try and um, kind of um, use it through the website, and it, again, that also didn't work as well. So I, I don't know if it's just my phone or, you know, what it was, but uh, yeah, it's it's like a kind of novel kind of idea on, you know, like, I don't know, I guess once people were able to kind of like do apps, I think it's kind of interesting in some of the things that people decided to do on apps. Uh, kind of reminds me of the whole Flappy Bird thing. Um, which you know. Oh, I should also say, as a represent as a representative of people who are twenty one and around my age, um, I would be mistaken not to emphasize the importance of Vine. Yes, I personally was never into Vine, but it is a very important part of the lives of people like my age. Oh, I mean, I, there are times when I do nothing but sit sit back and just watch a Vine comp. Uh, on YouTube and just, you know, watch hundreds of vines one after the other, um, you know, and just kind of bask in the glory days of 2013 to 2017. <laughs> uh, like, like people make references, <coughs> like older people make references like to the Simpsons and they know like every single Simpsons line. That's people my age, but with vines. Do they often sing about two bros chilling in a hot tub five feet apart so they're not gay? Um, yes, I've heard quotes of that. <laughs> like any, any like random quote that I like haven't heard of. I just assume it's a vine because I don't know these things. Do people often I feel like an old man point, sometimes point to groups of ducks and say, look at all those chickens, things like that. Yeah. Um, oh, famously the, the, uh, there's, there's a famous vine of, um, a, a girl who says not to be racist, but Asian people. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, she attends my college. Apparently. I don't know what she looks like cause I've never seen the vine, but apparently she attends my college. <laughs> Yeah, that is the entire vine. She literally goes, not to be racist or anything, but Asian people. And then she just starts cracking up laughing at her own gang. Uh, it's not <laughs> quite as funny as um, as this other vine where, I mean, I'm not going to spend all day describing vines, but uh, this this guy <laughs> says to his friend, he goes, so I'm I'm sitting there, barbecue sauce on my titties. And she like literally cracks <laughs> up and it's just, the rest of the vine is just her rolling around on the floor laughing. Um, that's a great vine. I've heard of that yeah, one. Yeah, it's a, it's a great vine. Yeah.